welcome to the One Big Podcast, the show where we discuss all your burning workplace organizing questions and revel in the long history of the IWW. I am fellow worker Jason, and I'm joined here today with fellow worker Derek. Say hello, Derek. Hey, everybody. Today, we're discussing the IWW itself, why we love it and why we don't love it sometimes. And I guess we'll just get right into it because it's just me and Derek today. It's a pretty calm, well, short little episode. While we all love the IWW, nothing's perfect. What is something you have a problem with within the IWW, and where do you see the union going in the future? I mean, it's actually, you know, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a really big question in a lot of ways. Um, I, I do love the IWW. Um, I think that one of the biggest, the biggest concerns I have is, I mean, I touched on it in our last episode where we talked about, you know, the strike, uh, the the strategy of the strike, and. And I feel like one of the things that the IW that the IWW struggles with is really engaging members in its message, in its in its philosophy. How do we how do we go from a worker who is completely unactivated, um, not interested in necessarily um, organizing, but has problems at work? to making them somebody who's ready to like jump into solidarity organizing or formal union organizing and recognizes the power of a strike and knows why we should never trade that off in a contract. And I don't think that right now we we really have the effective tools, methodology or or um, like very public facing campaign to make that a, a, a common point of knowledge or experience for workers around the country. I think that could be solved with a broader education department type situation that like like we don't have a youtube channel for the iww as a whole no, not that i'm aware of or if it is it's like you know the the videos are like 12 years old <laughs> and it's like who are these people this may be because i'm chair of Agiprop, but we need better fucking propaganda <laughs> we need people need to know our you gotta get the brand out there yeah. Oh, I, 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 I couldn't, like, I, I don't think I can agree more with that sense. Right. Like, like who is the IWW? What do we do? Like depending on who you're talking to, either they have no idea who the, who the IWW is um, they, or, or they think that we're like a social club for people who are not organizing, but want to be like labor activists while we were in the middle. And, and, and I'm not even, I'm not even joking about this. We were, we were in the middle of negotiations for mighty good coffee two years ago. And there was some fucking UFCW dickhead who was there. Uh, and, and he was like, and, 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 and we asked him for, you know, um, for help. Uh, so, you know, this is what we'd like to do. Here's how we'd like to engage. And he was like, Oh, great. I'm happy to help. So great. Love to have, love to have his assistance. And then, and then I said, um, Hey, why haven't you ever um, considered joining the IWW? And he said, because I'm not interested in in doing 1920s labor role play. And <laughs> and 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 I looked at him and I was just kind of like, you realize that we're actually bargaining a contract, right? Like we are here bargaining a contract. This isn't role play. I, you know, I'm not going to argue with a worker in the middle of a in, a in the middle of a bargaining campaign, but. You know, it's, a, it's just a, it's just an interesting position for a worker to take, even even while he is there present in solidarity in support of an active campaign that we have. Like that's his impression of the IWW, 1920s labor role play. And also like 
wasn't the 1920s a great time to be a labor organizer? <laughs> like, I mean, I mean, they got stuff done. <laughs> they they did. They they got stuff done, and there was massive organizing all over the place. You can you can actually find historical documents that even reference like Ypsilanti, the AFL-CIO, the IWW. They were out organizing unions everywhere. There were bulletins every month sent in about, you know, I'm a delegate in city of Ypsilanti. We organize ditch diggers. Like that's a thing that I've read. Um, uh, like an actual organizing bulletin sent in by an AFL-CIO delegate here in Ypsilanti. It's like, yeah, I do want to go back to that where people know who we are and they're kind of scared of us. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, and we do have an active, we do have an active like national education committee. Um, if you just, if there's anyone who's listening to this and you're interested in education material for the IWW, we actually have an education archive, which you can get access to if you are an IWW member. It's got a lot of really good stuff in there. Um, we have developed some like education campaigns. They're very kind of internally facing. And I think that one of the things that the IWW maybe isn't doing super well is very public agitation, like very mm. public engagement. I mean, we're out there on 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 the Facebook and the Twitters and 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 all the other social media platforms. I had a Ypsilanti IWW tweet the other day that blew up. Oh, did you really? Yeah, it's got like a thousand likes. Wow, that's incredible. <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah. So we're out there. We we are we are doing things, but even like at that point, there's this this overarching question of okay, so you're the IWW, what are you doing? And this is like one of my favorite parts, right? Like, okay, so we're the IWW, we want to organize a union at your shop. Great. Happy to organize a union at your shop. Um, well, what well, what do you do? Well, we organize solidarity unions or contracts, whatever you do. Okay, well, wait, what the fuck is a what the hell? What is? <laughs> what is a solidarity union exactly? Um, well, and then you have a whole conversation. And 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 you also have to be careful to like even mention, um, and there's even controversy inside the IWW about whether or not you tell those workers up front the preamble to our constitution calls for the abolition of the wage system, in which case people kind of look at you cross-eyed. And you have to explain to them, well, we're not really prepared to overthrow the wage system yet, but you know, maybe one day it's an aspiration. <laughs> frustrating <laughs> yeah so it's so you know i feel like there's a there's, there's a there's a sense in my world when i'm out there organizing with workers and you know we organize with workers i i've had maybe eight or nine different meetings this week alone um talking to individual workers talking to groups of workers where we are actively engaged organizing and you know what none of those conversations talk about abolishing the wage system None of those conversations kind of talk about talk about the the philosophical esoterica of the of the IWW. It is focused on the practical need to organize your workplace and win practical gains. And you know, when people think about unions, the IWW is not generally on their list of, of things that are organizing because they've probably never heard of us. Um, and I think that that's, you know, that that's one of the, one of the various problems. Um, how do we get out there? How do we be public? How do we introduce people to what the IWW is and how do we not alienate them because our very much so revolutionary message 
comes off as like communist propaganda, which it certainly isn't, but like, it's, it's like, oh, so you're all a bunch of communists. And the answer mm -hmm. is not all no, of us, not all of us. Some of us probably are. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yeah, yeah. I think it's Chomsky that talks about like, you gotta, um, it's, it's a battle, I guess, between like the ideal and the realistic We're like, yeah, I'm an anarchist, but also I know it's not, I'm not going to throw a brick through a Starbucks window and like tomorrow everything's anarchy and it's great. It's like, it's a struggle for a reason. You know, you got to like build towards something and like you got to deal with the world you're living in first before mm -hmm. you can build the world you want to be in. Yeah. Oh, uh, absolutely. I, I don't know that I know that Chomsky quote uh, like offhand, but it, it sounds like something Chomsky would say. <laughs> um, there is something to be said about like what workers needs are and workers Workers aren't interested in, in abolishing the wage system, right? They're they're interested in stopping racism in their workplace. They're interested in stopping like wage theft. They if they're sick, they want to be able to take time off. Um, and like in my experience, and this goes back to our conversation from the last from the last podcast, and that is like in the last episode, and that is just like what is the strike? Why is the strike a big deal? Um, why are workers why are workers willing to give up the strike as part of um, a contract? Why do workers want a contract? And I don't think that they think there's something that I think the IWW has done kind of badly, and that is like reflecting on what our public messaging is, reflecting on what our strategies are. If you watch kind of the internal debate in the IWW, which is sometimes very public actually, about the strike clause, I see a couple of different themes. And one of them is this like ideological puritarian idea that we are the IWW. We demand to abolish the wage system. We make no compromises with the boss, even though some of us negotiate contracts in parentheses, and mm -hmm. we will not give up the right to strike under any circumstances. And I get it, but why do the workers care about that? And, and if that's our mission, if our mission is revolutionary unionism with no contracts, no strike clauses, um, and, and a rotating membership, well, frankly, the IWW has lost that fight. We've lost that fight for the last 115, well, I'm sorry, not that long, for the last 80 years, um, we have lost that fight. Uh, we have not maintained membership levels to be a revolutionary uh, union overthrowing the wage system. We have signed contracts. Uh, unions, members of the IWW have given away the right to strike. Um, I, I feel like if there's any one big complaint, kind of going back to the original question that you have, is a lack of ideological direction and mission from the membership and the IWW broadly. Yeah, that's kind of related to what I was going to say, and that there's not for solidarity, solidarity unionism, like the national level doesn't do it. Not, not that it doesn't do too much. It doesn't have a lot of sway, if that's what I'm trying to say. Like, I was thinking about the general strike a lot because I'm like, that seems like a great idea to get what you want. Just shut down everything. It seems like that's very in line with what the IWW is. I feel like we should be a more powerful national level union that could go, 
all right, everybody in the IWW, things are real bad. We're shutting down this city. Okay, we can shut down this city. It needs to be more militarized, even though I hate that term. Uh, yeah. Where it just needs, we just need to be tougher, I guess. <laughs> it's great to win one workplace at a time. But there's a lot of workplaces. And at a certain point, you know, we got to make bigger strides. And I know there's like a, um, the, there's like a historical debate between electoralism and direct action. And I think anytime there's like a binary choice like that, the answer is usually somewhere in the middle. Either or is really, it's not that kind of world. The world is not a black and white place to be like, no, to just everything on one side is foolish. And I always see electoral politics as like a way to protect what you've already won Mm -hmm. while you do direct action to get more. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we're really lacking on the direct action portion of things. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess it it is interesting because I don't, because the IWW is a direct action union, right? That's what we call Mm -hmm. for. But I can't, apart from what we're doing locally, I can't place a lot of direct action things that have happened or been carried out by the IWW kind of nationally. And maybe that's not where it should happen. I, I, think, I think what you're hitting on though is, is, very, is, very, is very interesting. So CIWA, CIWA 3, the Service Industry Workers of the Ann Arbor area, that's one of our kind of organizing campaigns here out of the IPCIWW. Um, in collaboration with some service industry workers. Um, like our goal there is explicitly to found an industrial union. And why? Why do we want to found an industrial union? Why, why does the IWW want to organize industrially? And, and the answer to that question is because that's where real power is. It's exactly what you just said, Jason, right? Like mm-hmm. you've, got, you've got one workplace. So we organize a restaurant. Cool. Like, yeah, let's organize that restaurant. Let's get those workers engaged. If they want a contract, I guess let's, let's, uh, yeah, let's negotiate a contract. Let's fight back. Let's march on the boss. But the real power is going to come when workers of an industry call for a strike of that industry, right? right? If you've got Main Street Ventures, which has like 10 restaurants, I'm exaggerating, I don't know how many, they have more than one. They've got like five restaurants, downtown Ann Arbor, possibly more. If one of those unions, one of those workplace unions is trying to fix a wage theft issue, and the boss is like, no, we're going to we're going to continue charging you credit card fees on tips, which is legal but ethically dubious. Mm-hmm. What do we do? Let's just shut down Ann Arbor. Like, let's just shut down the restaurant industry in Ann Arbor to fix one workplace. I don't care how many. I don't. I don't, I don't care, right? The an injury to one is an injury to all. Has to have real meaning, and that means that all of us walk off the job. And the other capitalists look to Main Street Ventures and kind of go, dude. You're killing us here. Yeah, get uh, your you, shopping order. That's right. Get your shopping order, and that's and that's a really important uh, that, that's a really important power for us to have. And 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 I think that that's right. And I think that's why CWA three is is a uh, is a good direction for us to organize in because we should think we should be thinking about how to organize inside of an industry and not just at an individual job site. And I think the unique power of the IWW is we can organize any industry and then coordinate those industries. So like say we organize service workers and they go on strike for something and bosses are holding out. Well, then we also organize delivery drivers or like, you know, food. And then we'd be like, well, they're going on strike too. So now you're not even getting product. That's where our power could come from. And like, I feel like we're just too focused on like the individual workplace and not broader to like actually change like national and international 
things. There like if you are, want to abolish the wage system, it's going to take more than one workplace at a time. Yeah, it is. And there, I mean, to our credit, I, I don't want to undersell us. I mean, I will say that we do have some industrial union branches that are active and we do have some industrial unions that are active, but like our membership numbers just came out. Our members in good standing are at like 5,600-ish or so. Um, it's not It's not amazing. Um, mm-hmm. You're, you know, you have a workforce of the millions and we have less than 0.01% of that workforce. The IWW has to engage in like social movement organizing, right? Like, Mm -hmm. like CWA3, CWA3 marched through the city of Ann Arbor. We grabbed 60 workers and we marched through the city of Ann Arbor, waving IWW flags, putting up signs that said unionize now, we have to be out in the public sphere, not just on Facebook, not just on not just on Twitter. We have to be putting up flyers. We have to be putting out like local newspaper, like local what do you call them? Newsletters. Um, we got a we got a wheat paste broadsides in the sides of buildings that just that just say unionize now or here are like for like look here could be a fun campaign. Um, you got you, you got a bunch of places in Ann Arbor that are closing down because of COVID, you know, or, or, or not even closing down. They're just they, they they aren't publicly announcing that they have COVID and they're putting workers at risk. Why wouldn't we just go around and wheat paste on those on their on their front fucking windows that say this place has COVID um, and is putting like workers, putting workers at risk like a big biohazard sign. Like that's something that we could actively be doing and making sure that workers know that we're there with them, that the public knows that this employer is a shitty employer um, and, and continuing to agitate and educate in the public. Right. And I think as far as like getting people on board with, with your point and like getting them into our kind of our ideals is like, that's where like you get people on board because they want to unionize and then they're like, okay, but here's how we're going to do it. And here's what the, ultimate end goal is and then you gotta like educate them further yeah that's a, that's a pro- maybe a problem i have there at view and like i have a lot of problems with the left in general but i won't get into that here <laughs> mm-hmm. but where do you see the future of the iww going yeah so that's a i mean that, that that is a that is a fun question i think that the iww has is it currently going through an internal sort of what what do you call it when you're soul searching right there you go like the iww (laughs) is doing a little bit of soul searching it's on a beach that's right maybe drinking a martini or 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 a pabst blue ribbon i don't i i don't know which um and but it is it's, it's trying to figure out we're trying to figure out where we where we exist in the current scheme of things like I, th- I said it in the last podcast and I'll, I'll say it again here because I think it's a really important thing. Like the IWW's ideology is founded at a point in American history where union activists were literally being murdered by American capitalists. Um, we, there were no real labor laws that protected organizing. The US government actively came out and helped suppress union organizing. Like class war was a real, it wasn't an abstract academic concept, right? It was, it wasn't, it wasn't hiding behind minimum wage laws and 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 um uh, uh, the ACA, right? It was the 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 Affordable Care Act. It was it was a literal war in which the in which the working class was being murdered and worked to death. 
Um, and there was nobody to tell us how to organize. And then the AFL-CIO got in bed with politicians and they, they passed a bunch of laws that got rolled back and reformed in various ways, diminishing worker power while kind of increasing it. And now we have the NLRB, which is an interesting kind of administrative tool. And the IWW is trying to figure out like, okay, so do we organize, do we organize like the AFL-CIO trade unions or do we keep doing solidarity organizing and build the revolution? I don't have an immediate answer to your question, Jason. Like, I, I think the the future of the IWW is in meeting workers and talking to workers and and working through those issues with workers. Like, our immediate task, the immediate task in front of the IWW isn't necessarily to organize shops. It's not even necessarily to organize industries. It is to build an army of organizers. That is our immediate task, is to empower and build an army of organizers. If the IWW on the one hand takes on this role where we're external organizers and we'll tell you how it's done, um, we become as bureaucratic and as useless as the UFCW or other trade unions that organize in that way. But at the same time, if we kind of do what we do now, or we kind of approach workers where some of us do now, I don't know how other organizers do it, but I've seen this happen. Like we, we go out, we give some people a little bit of organizer training, and then we say, okay, organize your shop. Um, if you need help, let us know. And by the way, letting us know that you're organizing is not straightforward. <laughs> it's a little, <laughs> it's a little difficult. Um, and also we're all workers with our own jobs and lives. And so our capacity is limited. And by the way, there's only, there's only 6,000 of us. So uh, let us know if something happens um, is also not an effective tool. So we have to, we have to get with the times a little bit. I think the IWW needs to spend some money, which is against the ideological purity of never hiring organizers. Hey, fuck organizers that are, that, that are paid actually don't. Some of them, are, some of them do good work, but also Let's not build a bureaucracy of organizers who are the secret, the secret guardians of labor organizing, right? But let's put some money where our mouth is. Let's let's put some stipends out there. Let's let's get people to be able to 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 dedicate some of their time and energy to learn how to organize, expand our organizing base, and really develop the army of organizers that we need to organize in every industry. And if we don't do that, we're just going to flounder based on the available energy of active of activists that will that will ebb and wane, ebb and flow, ebb and flow, wax and wane, um, um, over time, over the years, depending on how riled up they are and how angry they are. So, yeah. or just by the season because it's already winter and it's going to start being hard to do anything. Absolutely, I think that's our future, though. I think that I think that. That's kind of a vague thing to say, but I think that we have to retool ourselves and 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 figure out where workers are. Stop worrying about the ideological purity of 115 years ago and do the real work of teaching people how to organize and standing alongside those, organize, or those organizers as they do the work. Yeah, as far as me, I think... The future of the IWW, what I hope for it is that it's scary for bosses again. Mm-hmm. Where like they hear, oh, it's wobblies. Mm-hmm. 
we're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd love to see us go there as well. That's that is great. So recently at a shop that we were that that we're organizing at, there was a there was a boss who told a worker, um, oh, the the IWW and unions like the IWW because there are so many unions like the IWW. Mm-hmm. Unions like the IWW just get in the way of of like direct communication between workers and the bosses. And I think like to your point, Jason, I would like that boss to kind of be like, oh, you guys are organizing with the IWW. I really wish you wouldn't do that because that's fucking scary. That would yeah. be great. I would They'll love burn that the place down. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Well, you know, that's, that's, that's a whole thing. Like, like, uh, I, I know that it, this is this is a little off topic, but there's a, there's this um there was that there, there's that steel plant it shut down a couple of years ago. I think they were like a Frigidaire plant in Indiana. They were staffed by steel workers, uh, the union um, that that are they're called steel the, the steel workers union um, or steel workers united something like that. I can't remember what their exact acronym is, but anyway, like Trump was like, "We'll save this plant. We'll save this plant." And this is not a dig on Trump, although I could do that. Um, because fuck Donald Trump, but, uh, but also like that plant closed, that plant closed and the capitalists that owned that plant took all the equipment and moved it to Mexico. Mm. And, and what, like, what the fuck is that? Like those, those workers stood outside the gates of that plant and protested, they protested accomplishing nothing. And a all respect to those workers, serious respect to those workers. You just got screwed over by people who have way more money than you do and never gave a shit about you. Right. You know what the steel workers of old would have done? The steel workers of like the 1920s would have tore that fence down, went inside, tore every one of those machines right. to fucking pieces and said, Hey, you can, you can move, you can move to Mexico. Um, we dismantled but, uh, it for you. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's ready to go. Uh, and, and like, a, this is not about moving jobs to Mexico, right? Because mm-hmm. all workers deserve to make a reasonable living. But B, there's something to be said about pacifism. There's something to be said about, about how we as unions, and not necessarily the IWW, but trade unions in particular, have trained their workers to like respect capitalism. And like, yeah, it sucks that they're leaving. Let's protest. No, burn the factory down. <laughs> this gets into another side point of mind with the left where like it's got to get past the hippie residue it has on it yeah or like we meditate about things and like we no get a baseball bat and cause some damage that's right and like if, if we got a tougher i'm not saying everything has to be tough and i'm not saying like we should all indulge in toxic masculinity or anything like that but like there is a place for that inside any movement and we lose a lot of people to like the right because they just see the left as like wimps yeah absolutely you know you know the thing the the thing is is that i don't necessarily advocate that we should be burning everything to the ground but you know what when a group of capitalists come in and they fire a bunch of workers and they fire them lay them off end their economic life for a time being Mm -hmm. they are committing very real violence within the capitalist system against those workers and our response is to stand outside the gate in protest now i don't know if the iww would have done that in that situation but like the con the 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 reality of workers protesting while a group of capitalists get away with ending their jobs and their livelihood and 
and transporting those jobs elsewhere because it's cheaper is is flabbergasting to me. Like we've just watched and been traumatized by violence. And I would like to I'd like to see the IWW working towards a a world in which that's not acceptable behavior, right? Yeah. Like let's teach people how to organize and how to stop that from happening. I think that would be that would be pretty rad. That's something I always try to explain to people is like homelessness is violence. Hunger is violence. So when people, you know, respond with violence, yeah, what do you expect? But you know, actually you bring, you bring up a really a really good thing I wanted to I wanted to mention before we get off here today, Jason, and that is like hunger is violence, homelessness is violence. And one of the things that the IWW used to do better than it does now, and we here in the Ipsy branch, I think are talking about this as well, um, and hopefully other branches are also, um, but the trade unions also used to do it in big ways and don't, don't do it anymore. And that's just basic mutual aid and support, right? Mm-hmm. Like who feeds the community? Who feeds workers who can't afford to feed themselves? Who is help out there helping workers like fix their gutters or, or, or mow their lawns if we have capacity for it, if a worker is injured and can't, and can't do the work themselves and has to like pay some ridiculous capitalist hundreds of dollars to come in like, and, and mow their lawn so they don't get fined by the city they live in. This is real work that we could be engaging in. It's, it's not violent, it's, it's not reactive, it is capacity building, it's putting our name out there in a way that is like, we are the IWW, we are here to help workers. An injury to any one of us is an injury to all of us. And we will stand here to help you. I know that the reason we aren't doing it right now in the FCIWW is because we just, we in some ways just lack the people. And that's and that's the bottom line, that's the bottom line truth. And I'm never gonna sugarcoat that. I know some people mm-hmm. are afraid of talking about membership numbers, but we have to. If if we as a movement of labor want to rebuild and engage people, we have to be there for one another. And that means we need bodies and we need capacity. And we should be out there feeding our fellow workers, mowing their lawns, plowing their driveways. Like we have to build these mutual aid networks. Mm -hmm. And we have one in Ypsilanti that I'm hoping that we tap into um, and help develop those relationships. Big shout out to the many. (laughs) Big shout out to the mutual aid network of Ypsilanti. Absolutely. So uh, that's kind of how I feel about the IWW in the future. I think that's all I had to say. I, I think that there's probably a lot more we could say. I mean, we could probably talk directionlessly <laughs> for hours about this, but um, uh, I just want to reiterate my my love for the IWW. I I I love the kind of romantic old um, rhetoric of the IWW. I sort of love that we're soul searching right now because I think that it's a really important moment for us as 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 the democratic force of rank and file workers in the IWW to talk with one another and and to build a direction forward for the union. But I think we have to do that. Maybe we maybe maybe Jason, you have capacity. You want to start reaching out to other other WOBs and have a big regional caucus where we can plan that for the next referendum in two years. <laughs> sure. I wanted I kind of wanted to be in the international solidarity committee and you know go overseas and be like, all right, let's organize some other people. You that should like run. me. Yeah, well, I don't speak another language, and you know, that would probably be helpful. Well, just go on Duolingo. You'll 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 learn it. Oh yeah, I know how to say like apple in French. La pomme, la pomme is is rouge. 
<laughs> what what'd you just say? The apple's red. <laughs> oh, wow. Amazing. Real helpful. See, better than me. I, I, I don't remember what the what apple is in Spanish. So uh I took Spanish for three years and I barely remember anything. I used to know how to say all sorts of great swear words, but that's beside the point. <laughs> beside the point. Anyway. Uh yeah, so that about does it for the show tonight. We'll see you next time. See ya. And that's the show, folks. It was recorded and edited by me, fellow worker Jason. The intro and outro song are also by me, fellow worker Jason. If you'd like to join the IWW and be part of the One Big Union, go to iww.org join. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns for us, shoot us an email at ypsilanigmb at gmail.com. And until next time, an injury to one is an injury to all. <laughs>